Amen. Presence of the God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I just believe that God touched your, touched your heart this morning. It's worth coming to church already. Amen. God's presence. And I got to believe that God is, um, I was sharing with the Sunday school teacher uh, earlier. How many of you appreciate Brother Dale? Amen. Let's give him a hand. Amen. Yeah, he's a precious, precious man of the Lord. Him and his wife and his family continually pray for his precious wife. And God, we're just believing God's going to heal her. Amen. Healings is in the wings of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. I was just sharing with him uh, over the last, about the last couple, last couple weeks, the Lord is not in my head, but in my spirit, and I just forgot something. How many of you know when you get older, your mind starts going first? Amen. Praise God. I didn't think that would happen to me at 35. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Right after... Uh, Altars up, open for line, right? Uh, the uh, outside through uh, all of our construction on the bathroom and the hall, uh, outside over to my, my left in the back, there is a lot of boards and trash and everything that was tore out of here. I'm going to ask some of the men. Jason is extremely good um, after church. Jim, is, Jim did it for years, uh, and he's such a, Jim has been such a blessing to this church, but uh, and Jim still does help, but after church, uh, Jason gets all the trash up and goes back there and makes sure all of it's out at the front of the church here so it can be picked up. And, but there is a lot out there. And I asked some of your men just to take a minute, if you will, right after church and run back there and help him before, before you go home, if you don't mind, to get it all out there for the trash men um, in the morning. So if you'll stay and a few of you men will stay and help him. Praise the Lord. I want to, we're on this subject, we're on this series on, on faith. How many of you know that without faith, the Bible says, say it with me together, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we're talking about strong faith for tough times. Say with me, strong faith for tough times. Uh, Paul told Timothy that in the last days, there are going to be tough times. There's going to be hard times. There's going to be struggles in the last days. Paul made it very plain to Timothy, made it very clear to Timothy that in the last days, there were going to be tough times. How many of you believe that we're living in the last days upon the thermometer of things that are going on in your life? Amen. We're living in tough times. We're living in hard times. And I believe the closer we get to the coming of the Lord, I believe the enemy is going to up it a little bit more in the last days. But I believe that by faith, we can have faith. And like Abraham, we can have strong faith for tough times. Amen? Grab your Bibles. This is in Genesis chapter uh, Genesis chapter 1, uh, chapter 12, excuse me, and chapter 1, we're going to talk about strong faith, uh, and we're going to talk about the life of Abraham, because the Bible says that Abraham did not waver in his faith. How many of you want to get to the point, like me, 
that when strong things come against you, that you don't waver in your faith, that you have strong faith when the enemy comes against you in a strong way, that you don't waver in your faith. And that is the life that Abraham started out as God uh, said in three or four places or more in the Bible that Abraham was a man of strong faith. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. And let's read it all together. It was on your Bible, your iPad, your phone. Let's read it together. Now the Lord said to Abraham, go forth from your country. Now what God is doing, God has given Abraham a commission. God is telling Abraham what to do. And let's go ahead and, and read um, in verse 1. Now the Lord said to Abraham, let's say it together, go forth from your country, from your relatives, from your father's house to a land that I'm going to show you, that I'm going to show you, or I will show you in some translations. And I will make you a, I'm going to make you a great nation. Abraham, if you'll step out by faith and go forth, from your country, from your relatives, from your father's house, then if you'll step out, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make you a, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing. I'm going to bless those who bless you, and I'm going to curse those who curse you. And you shall be, and it shall be a blessing on all of your families on the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham, listen, Abraham went forth as the Lord had spoken to him and lot with him. Now Abram was 75 years old when he departed from the land of, if you know, the, the landscape from the land of Ur. So the Bible sets this, sets this context, sets this scripture up as Abraham, a man of faith. But my, my, my sermon this morning is, say with me, imperfect faith. Imperfect faith. Abraham had strong faith, but Abraham had imperfect faith. Lesson one out of the context of the scripture is, like Abraham, God wants us to respond in him, let's say it, by faith. Anytime that God speaks to you and I about anything in our life, He wants us to respond to Him, let's say it, by faith. Without faith, the Bible says, it's impossible to please God. How many of you want to please your Savior? How many of you want to please God? How many of you want to please Jesus Christ? The closer you get to him, the more you're, wanna, you're gonna wanna please him. The more you spend time with him, the more you're going to want to please him. I was sharing with a, a brother this week and also sharing with my wife. The closer that I get to God in my own personal walk with God, the more person the more my personal relationships grows with the Lord, the more, more I fall in love with Jesus, Brother Jerry, the more I hate religion. When my, when my relationship with the Lord was, 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 was it, wasn't real strong, uh, you know, I just had this just playing around relationship with the Lord. But the more I have a relationship with Jesus, Brother Dale, the more I hate religion. Because Jesus hated religion. Amen? The more I fall in love with Jesus. 
And Abraham was a man that loved God, but he did not have perfect, say with me, perfect faith. For it's impossible, it's impossible to please God without faith. Romans 14, 23 says this. Whatever is not of faith, listen to this, is sin. Wow. Whatever is not of faith, it is sin. When things arise in our life, God wants us to respond to him by faith. Abraham is leaving a place called Ur, and God comes to him and reveals himself to Abraham in a great way. Listen to what he says. And he lays it all out, and he says, If you'll be obedient to me, I am going to, let's say it together, bless you. Let's say it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless you. Abraham, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless you if you are obedient to me. God wants to bless you. How many of you are hot in here? I'm burning up. Right in the middle of my sermon, I stopped. I'm frying. Brother Jim, if you'll turn the air on a little bit. How many of you are hot? I guess that's why everybody's fanning, okay? All right, let me get back on subject here. The big question is, what exactly is faith, Pastor? What is faith? Hebrews chapter 11 tells us, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, for the conviction of things not seen. Which means, in short, faith is doing what God says for me to do. That is simply faith. It's just being obedient and what God says to do. Faith is hearing from God and doing what God says to do. Abraham heard from God, go, and he went, and he stepped out on the word of God. I love the little story that I told you about paying your tithes. The Bible says give, and I just use this as an illustration. He said, the Bible says give, and I'll open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing if you pay your tithes and give in offerings and give. But what was my story this morning? They wrote the check. They didn't have the money. The money that they were writing the check out for to pay their tithes, they could have used for a bill. But upon God's word, they said, we're going to step out by faith and write that check. And when they did, lo and behold, the blessing followed. By faith. They just stepped out on the word of God. And that's what Abraham did. He just stepped out on the word of God. God wants us to respond to him by faith. Romans chapter 10 verse 11 says this. So then faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Which tells me there can be no faith without hearing from God. I can't step out on faith if I do not hear from God. I cannot walk by faith if I cannot hear the voice of God. Abraham stepped out by faith because Abraham knew the voice of God. And the only way you know the voice of God, say it with me, is spending time with God. Let's say it again. Spending time with God. Let me tell you this story. I probably shouldn't tell you this story, but I'm going to tell you this story, all right? Look at your neighbor and say, he's going to tell the story. 
right. I've got a, I got a friend that stopped by the, the church uh, day before yesterday, Friday, I think. And he is a, he's a salesman. I used to work with him when I uh, sold with S&D Coffee, a real good friend of mine. Tina and I have known them uh, for, a, for a long time. So uh, he came, and he just wanted to stop by and try to sell me something, and it didn't work. But anyway, uh, so we're standing up here, and his phone rings. His phone rings, and it's his wife, okay? And we've known them for a long time. So he says, he says, Pastor, take the phone and act like it's me. I said, okay. So I get on the phone and I try to, I said, I said, uh, uh, hello, beautiful, how you doing? She waited for a few minutes. She said, you're not my husband. <laughs> then Eddie started laughing. She knew she knew the voice of her husband. Do, how beautiful you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got myself in trouble with my wife here, right? She knew the voice of her husband. Do you know the voice of God? You cannot. How does she know the voice of her husband? Because she spends time with her husband. You cannot. Hear the voice of God if you don't know the voice of God, if you're not spending time with God. So you cannot walk by faith if you don't know the voice of God. Because how many of you know the devil is going to bring his voices in? Amen? How many times have you heard people say, well, I'm not for sure if that's God or that's not God or this could be God or I'm not for sure, so I'm going to just do it without knowing it's really God. How many, how many like me that's done that before thinking it might have been God and got yourself in trouble? But the more time I spend with God, the more His voice gets clear to me. And the more that I'm able to step out by faith and operate in faith when I hear the voice of God. This Word is full of Scripture. It's full of Scripture. But if you're not in the Word of God, you don't know what these scriptures... This is not because I'm preaching to church. This is powerful this morning. This will change your life. If you don't know the Word of the living God, then you can't stand on the Word of God. And when the enemy comes against you with sickness and disease, when he comes against your marriage, when he comes against your kids, your grandkids, when he comes against your family, if you don't know the Word of God, you can't use the Word of God. But if you know the Word of God, the Holy Spirit can bring a scripture up out of the, stu of the studying you've been doing, and you can stand on that Word of God and listen. That Word of God will not fail you. It will not fail fail you. And Abraham stepped out on the word of God by, can you say with me, by faith. Faith always goes against human understanding. If you're taking notes, faith always goes against human understanding. Standing. How many of you like me that God has spoke to you, but you didn't understand it? God asked you to go this way or that way or asked you to do this, and you didn't understand it. That's what faith 
is trusting God when you don't understand it. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with, let's say it together, with all your heart and do not lean on what? Your own understanding. When God asks you to step out by faith, it's not going to make any sense at all because that's how God operates. God is not going to ask you to step out on something you understand. He's going to ask you to step out by faith. And by faith, it will not reason with your own understanding. So God's going to ask you to step out by faith, but you're not going to understand it. Lesson two in the life of Abraham. Our faith can get derailed. Say derailed. See, Abraham didn't have perfect faith. He had great faith. He had strong faith, but he didn't have perfect faith. Genesis chapter 12, we see the call to Abraham. Later, we see the derailment of his faith. Why? Because his faith was not perfect. He had imperfect faith, but thank God that we understand he had strong faith. Faith, which gives you and I and opens a door to you and I that we know that maybe we're not perfect, but we can still walk with God and have strong faith. But Abraham had a derailment in his faith. The first trap was partial obedience. Say that with me. Partial obedience will derail your Faith. God told Abraham very, very, very clearly in verse 1, go from your, listen, your country, he did that, from your relatives and from your father's house, from the land I will show you. And Abraham stepped out by faith and went. But wait a second, Abraham took Lot with him. Abraham, we see in the book of Acts that Abraham later, his father dies. Abraham, God told you to leave your country. He told you to leave your relatives. He told you to leave your father's house. Why is Lot and your father and a few other family members going with you? That's what, that is not what God said. God said to leave it all, Abraham. And step out by faith. That is partial obedience. When God asks you to step out by faith, He is asking you to step out in the full. If God tells you to give someone $50, $49.50 is not full obedience. If somebody tells you to pray for somebody every day of the week, and you pray for them six days of the week. How long is a week? Seven days. God, just an illustration. God said, Abraham, I want your full obedience. Say with me, full obedience. How many times have we done the same thing in our own life? 
halfway with the Lord when he speaks to us. Up to this point, God, I'm all in. Up to this point, if it costs me nothing. Up to this point, if it doesn't require a lot out of me. Up to this point, God, I'll step out if it only requires half obedience. Up to this point, if it doesn't require me to step into the unknown. God says, I want you to be, say with me, full obedience. Full obedience. We find Abraham going in verse 8 to the house of God, to the place called Bethel. He builds an altar there, and there he calls upon the name of Yahweh. Why? Because things are not working out for Abraham, because Abraham left his country yeah, but we find Abraham stopping off at different places before he gets to Canaan. God said for you to leave Ur and then for you to march to Canaan, but not be stopping off in Egypt and different places, Abraham. I want you to move on by faith. See, partial obedience is no different. Hear me. Partial obedience is no different than disobedience. If you tell a child, go clean the room. How many of you like me? We find Marta's clothes, all of her dirty clothes over in the corner. No, cleaning your room is cleaning your room and taking your dirty clothes out of the corner and taking them downstairs and putting them in the hamper, right? Full obedience, Abraham. I want your full obedience. But partial obedience, blessings do not follow. But we see Abraham going to Bethel to repent to God. But what amazed me about this story is when he went to the house of God to Bethel to make sacrifices, listen to what he does. He goes to the house of God, and he, he makes these sacrifices, and he leaves there, and he goes to Egypt and camps there. Abraham, you were just in the presence of God. You made sacrifices for me, for, for, uh, to me from what's happened in the past. But now you come to Bethel, you repent at the house of God, and you move forward, which reminds me. Coming to the house of God, worshiping in the house of God, praying in the house of God, giving in the house of God, loving in the house of God, forgiving in the house of God, growing in the house of God, to walk out of the house of God and still disobey God. Are we not all guilty of that? Coming to the house of God, worshiping in the house of God, forgiving and growing and worshiping in the house of God to find us to go out of the house of God and not be fully obedient to the calling of God on our life. That is partial obedience. And how many of us are guilty of that? Every one of us is guilty of partial obedience to God. And so was Abraham. That's why his faith was called imperfect faith. 
because he wasn't fully obedient to God. Verse 10, look where Abraham ends up. Now, Abraham journeys on towards Egypt, and it says he lives there for a while because there's a famine in the land. Abraham stops off to help the people in Egypt, to help, listen, to help the people in Egypt because there's a famine in the land. And how many, would, how many of you, like me, say, way to go, Abraham? Would you not? There's a famine in the land. Abraham stops off to help them in Egypt. God never told Abraham to stop off at Egypt. Where were they delivered from? Come on, guys. Where were they delivered from? Out of bondage. Out of Egypt. Look what Egypt means. Abraham thinks and stops off at Egypt. Egypt is a picture of sin. God's people were slaved in Egypt and delivered out of Egypt by mighty miracles. And here we find Abraham back in Egypt. Please remember this. If you don't remember anything else this morning. Your disobedience will set a course that I promise you that none of us want to walk down. If God tells you do not marry that person, listen and obey. If God tells you do not invest in that, say with me, listen and obey. If God tells you do not go to that place, listen and obey. If God tells you to give that amount of money, say with me, listen and obey. If God calls you to serve there, serve where? Serve there, listen and obey. If God says, this is not pleasing to me, stop doing it. Let's say it together. Listen and if obey. If there is sin in your life, get it out and listen and obey. You have to listen to the voice of God to build strong faith in your life. Can you say amen? Wow, Abraham. You're a man of strong faith. But we see you're a man of imperfect faith. Point one. Abraham obeyed and he left. But he didn't finish doing what God told him. To do. How many times, once again, do we step out, maybe, and do what God has called us to do, but we don't say with me, finish the course. Finish the course in what God has called us to do. Par partial obedience. But here is the good news as we close. Point number three that I see in this story. The good news is, like Abraham, we can return to our dynamic walk of faith. God will pick me up right for where I am, and I can start building my faith again. The good news is, if you're down in Egypt, if you're half at the halfway point, if you've been disobedient to God, chapter 13, verse 1 says, So Abraham went up from Egypt, he and his wife and all that belonged to him. The first thing you got to do is get up out of Egypt, realize that I have been disobedient to God. God says your past is behind you. 
Your future is before you. Right here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count your faith as righteousness unto you. And right here, I'm going to move you from, let's say it together, from faith to faith to faith to faith to faith. Right from where I'm at. Now, how many, as we close, have been partial disobedience to God before in your life? How many of you have just done the rest, rest of your line? Uh, just partially done what God's told you to do before. Let's try it again. All of us. You might be there this morning. Because you're wondering, is it going to work out? I'll walk by faith as long as I understand I'll walk by faith if I can figure it out. I'll walk by faith if it doesn't cost me nothing. I'll walk by faith if I understand the journey. I'll walk by faith if I can see the path. I'll walk by faith. But when you can't see any of that, and God says just to step out by faith, we have this tendency than not to step out by faith. Here's the simple word about faith. Let's say it together. Do what God tells me to do. That's the definition of faith. We try to, we try to, 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 to give all of these definitions of faith. And then we all get confused. Just simple. Do what God tells you to do, and God will bless you, and God's going to touch your life, right? My dad said, Kevin, just do what I tell you to do. If you don't, I'm going to burn your hide up. Just simple. As long as I was obedient, my butt didn't hurt. But when I was disobedient, I'm telling you, he wore my honey out. Just do, Kevin, what I tell you to do. They used to say to me, don't you, you don't understand the N or the O. Which one don't you understand? The N or the O? Which one? And you think I'm kidding. Do you know? Listen to this. I carried my disobedience because I was so strong-headed. Come on, this is spiritually. I carried my disobedience because I was so strong-headed. I carried it in my walk with God. God only has your good. God only has it in for your good. Just be obedient to Him. Somebody needs to hear this today. Just be obedient to Him. And he's going to work it out for you. You are not going to understand it. I don't understand it. I don't know my next move in faith yet. But I'll guarantee you that I'll try to kind of figure it out. And you know, I say this. If you could figure it out, God would change it. Wendy, Brother Dale, if you could figure out what God is going to do next in your life, if you could figure it out, he would change it just to let you know that you're not in control. How many of you are a control freak? 
Come on, let's tell the truth. Quit lying. How many of you like control? I, I like a little control. Come on, we all like a little control. And a few of you are not telling the truth again, okay? We all like a little control. Come on. One woman done raised her hand three times back there. Amen. <laughs> she really did well, maybe twice, okay? Let's close, and as some people say, for the third time. But listen, right here today, walk out of here with this one principle. I'm just going to do what he tells me to do. Abraham, leave your country. Leave your relatives and leave your father's house. We find Abraham taking Lot. We find later Abraham's father dying. So he must have where he went with him. And then we find out him stopping off in Egypt in different places that God said never to stop off. But we also find, we also find Abraham going back to Bethel. A place of forgiveness and worship and sacrifice. And Abraham was called the great man of, if you talk about Abraham, not only in Christianity, but if you talk about Abraham in Israel, and you talk about Abraham to different religions, he is called a great man of faith. Amen? How many of you want to walk by faith and not by sight? Amen? And you're not going to just be partial obedience. Let's walk with God where we're hearing his voice, and we're going to walk in full obedience to him. Amen? Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. Let's stand, if we will. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's bow our head this morning. and I'm glad I came to church today. I got to preach. <laughs> okay, let me get serious here. I love to preach, so anyway, no, I, I came to meet God today. I really did. I needed this as much as you guys needed this this morning. Because I know God did something to me the last couple days. It was always up here, but he's dropped it down in my spirit. Brother Dale, we need the Holy Ghost like never before. I will be preaching on it down the road. But I feel a power inside of my spirit that I've never felt before, Brother Jerry. I have felt it before, but not like I feel it, Sister Tina, now. It's going to take, and this is kind of off subject. Can you give me just one minute? We're going to close. I know Kentucky Fried Chicken and all that, you really taste it in your mouth already. I know that. The greasy chicken. Preachers like greasy chicken. Okay. We've tried it all in America. The church. I'm talking about the churches, and I'm talking about the preachers. We've tried the fancy lights and the nice sound, the nice buildings and everything that we can do to come up short. You know why? Because we've tried to do it without the power and the working of the Holy Ghost. And God has so much been dealing with me the last two or three days about this. That without the and I knew that, I, I knew that. But you've got to get it out of here into your spirit. This community and this church is not going to be changed without the working and the power of the Almighty Holy Ghost. Like they experienced Sister Betty in the book of Acts. I'm not talking about just running up and down the aisle shouting, and I'm all for that, and that's fine. 
I'm talking about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that transforms people's lives, that puts marriages back together, that someone that comes in drug addicted, they're, they're completely changed. Yes. Someone that's an alcoholic, completely changed. Someone that's messing with alcohol, they're completely changed. Someone that's dealing with issues in their life to walk out and they have been healed by the power of the Holy Ghost and never to return back again. They've had a Damascus experience. That's the Holy Spirit that we need to operate in this church. And I believe it's going to happen. Let's pray. Father, you love these people with all your heart. You love them more than I could ever love them. Your all-seeing eye is looking right down at them right now. And you're looking at every issue that they may be facing right now. But you love them so much. And there's going to be, coming up in the days ahead, God, I don't know when, but you're going to ask them to walk by faith and believe. If it's believing for their marriage, if it's believing for their finances, if it's believing for healing, if it's believing for a loved one to be touched, if it's believing for their own self, you're going to ask them to just step out on the word that you give them from the word of God and walk by faith because I believe families are going to be restored again. You pick up the music just a little bit, guys. I want to build the atmosphere because I believe the Holy Spirit is here at the end here. Families are coming back together. Families are coming back together. Marriages are going to be restored. Health. Listen to me. Health. It's coming to our family. Tumors are going to be dropping off. Come on. If we'll get in the presence of God, we got to get in the presence of God. It's, it's not going to be happening because of another church service. But when we get in the presence of God, tumors drop off. People's lives, fibro is healed. Back trouble is healed. Migraine headaches are healed. Children are put back into homes. Cancer is healed. In Jesus' name. God, we submit our life to you by faith. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. God bless you and I love you in the Lord.